The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Tuesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. Ole Miss Baseball, they uh, resume action tonight. Memphis, 6.30 start time for that one here in Oxford. Alcorn State tomorrow night, 11, uh, 6.30 for that as well as uh, Ole Miss with a five-game weekend. Mississippi State starting Friday, Silver Bulldog weekend there in Starkville. Uh, Lane Kiffin will speak to the media today, 11.30-ish for that. CoverageRebelGrub.com as the day moves on from a, uh, a football standpoint as well. A podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. You know about the Blue Sky location the lunch specials are available every day, five sixty nine. A couple sides, bread, any size fountain drink that you would like. Also, if you just want a fountain drink, they've got the great forty nine cent fill ups for uh, for those. Let them take care of dinner tonight. Ribs, plenty of things in the hot case. Call ahead; they'll wrap it up, have it ready to go for you. And then remember, if you're in Clinton, Mississippi, it's the one Blue Sky location. They're all gonna have it, but they've got the fresh donuts. Make them every morning. A lot of flavors, a lot of different variety there from a donut standpoint with Blue Sky in Clinton. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for uh, my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a uh, Clark Ford today, 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred. Working on some guests for uh, later in the week. Guests join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, if you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net. Uh, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or 404-973-9901. I think we're going to find out about the all-important format for the spring game today. Is that going to be the the, the, the the news coming out of the 
the Lane Kiffin press conference today. Big storylines oh, and whatnot. God. I'm sure. Is it going to be offense against defense? It's going to be ones against the twos? Lane, have you given any thought to the format for the game Saturday? And you wonder why I hate all of you. That would be a fun press conference. It would be about right. Anyway. I'm going to add, you know, the funny thing about that, though, like they're going to put it out in a press release at some point. I mean, fans obviously need to know what they're looking at, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting spring game standpoint of no baseball in town, just kind of what the crowd looks like. With, sometimes there's like a sign of a excitement is way too strong because it's a spring game. But there are storylines, and I feel like Dart has been so ahead of everyone because of Sanders' injury and just in general that – there's not the same sort of, hey, in person, you're going to see this. It feels like it's just sort of been Jackson the Dart, Jackson Dart show during the spring. Yeah, and I mean, in fairness to Spencer Sanders, so much of his game is his feet, and he's not going to be live. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to judge how effective he is or isn't in that sort of setting. And Jackson, a lot of his game is with his feet, his ability to escape pressure. Stuff like that. It's multiple offensive linemen that are going to play during the season aren't out there. Um, same with the defensive line. I expect there's going to be portal activity with front seven at the end of the spring. It's just, like, I can't imagine Quinshawn Judkins is, are they really going to have Quinshawn getting tackled 25 times on, on Saturday? I, I kind of doubt it. So far in scrimmages, it hasn't really been live. It's been thud. Mm-hmm. And then last Saturday, I saw people refer to it as a scrimmage. It did not appear to be a scrimmage. It appeared just to be a football practice. Like they did some situational stuff, but it they weren't tackling to the ground. So that's not a scrimmage. It's not a scrimmage. Frankly, the end of practice during a normal practice is more of a scrimmage than that. Yeah. They do teamwork at the end of practices that is more indicative of a scrimmage. Yeah, that just, I don't know. Look, the problem with spring games is anyone making too much of it. As just an event, it just is what it is. It's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with nice weather, and you go out, and you watch them throw the football around, and you have a nice time, and you spend the, the two hours. Cool. Sweet. No, it's no. all good. Absolutely. It's, hey, this meant this. No, 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 it didn't. It just had a good time. Everybody's throwing. Cool. I think that's where. It's a spring training game. Just Because yeah, you in baseball, you don't do that. You don't go out there the first day and go, God, dang. Like, he, you see the guy that's going to be bagging groceries in a week, hit the ball off Scherzer. Nah, whatever. Okay. It's going to be all right. That's the thing. I, I guess my point is, I, and, and I'm like with it too, it's not towards you or anybody else. It makes all of us cynical because we get the questions. If you just take it for what it is, okay, cool. It's all good. I get I I, I think if it, it's not even frustration, it's just kind of a uh, well other people said that I, I joke about this. I don't know whether anyone's writing this or not, but ten things we learned from Tuesday's practice. That's really forced. Mm-hmm. Now August, different deal. Because you start having some things matter a little bit. You're getting closer to stuff that matters. You're making decisions. Guys getting 
Here's a great example. Guys getting reps in April, it just means that guys are getting reps. It means they're looking at some stuff. When guys start getting more reps towards the end of August, it means someone's moving up the proverbial depth chart. means someone's making a move someone's going to play more there's a reason that they're the, close to moving up a stretch line yeah you go oh people okay. are people are paying someone's caught their eye someone's paying more attention to something they hey they think they found something that kind of thing as opposed to an in in april where it's just oh we're out here let's see what you look at defense like, like a defensive end hey let's let's move you over to left guard see what that looks like let's play you in the slot some today and see what that looks like Something that's gone by the wayside, you know, years ago, I guess maybe with Nut, it might have been Nut, uh, you could actually tell the depth chart that he had in his head by stretch lines because he would move them up into starters on the first line yeah. and then on down and on down and down. You had to, you actually got to practice early to make sure you saw stretch because that was, in a way, the only thing that did matter for the day, which was it's an antiquated thing now that no longer exists. Our depth chart that we're working on, Ginger, is so. I'm trying to I don't want to oversell it because it is so incredible. But when you when you hit the launch button, when we finally put this thing out, it is amazing. Uh, Bells and whistles and neon. And, well, and just the video that comes with it and, and so much of the graphics and it's really incredible. The problem with it is that it is sort of static in a way. And so if there's a change, anything happens, we almost have to go restart start over. Because it's like computer code. You have to go back in. And yeah, and, and, and it's just a lot of work. But it's once it's out, oh, it's fantastic. It's something. It's a, I've, I've, I've dedicated years to this. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful depth chart. It is, it is, it is something to behold. You will, you will absolutely love it. You will want to be in a place where you are can express your emotions without being embarrassed. Uh, do coaching staffs do depth charts? No, not really. Does media relations? Yes, because it's just kind of required for a Monday before a game. Yes, yes. I mean that's the media relations staff does it, takes it by the coaches. They look at it, add some oars, yeah, or scoff at it, and hand it back, and then hand it back, yeah. It's not dictating anything on Saturday. Lane doesn't have it out and go, "Hey, well, oh. well." And it's the it, frankly, from a coaching staff standpoint, in all seriousness, it's the very in this transfer portal era, it's the very last thing you would do in April. Mm-hmm. You would never put a depth chart out in yeah. April. Oh yeah, and if you did, it would be full of oars because you don't want someone to have a bad day and go, "Oh, I'm thirteen. Screw it, I'm out." That's very clearly on Lane's mind. If you ask about the portal, he'll talk about the people leaving as much as he'll talk about those coming. It's yes. a concern. So, no, I mean, in all seriousness, for a, for a brief moment, that's the the very last thing that they would want to do. And it also probably impacts the way that they do scrimmages and stuff, especially anything uh, open and on TV, is they don't want it to appear that someone's buried on a depth chart. Because that makes that person ripe for the plucking. There are intricacies to the portal that 
people are still learning. Frankly, coaches have had to be comfortable with. I mean, I was talking to it's not football, but talking to a coach talking about how there's no the, uh, nobility only brings you losses at this point. That it has gotten to. It's not even scummy. It's just the way things are to the point that the tampering is it's it's that or be fired. So have at it. And for a lot of coaches, it's frankly uncomfortable. It's not something they, they want, not something they like, no, not mo- something they feel good about. Most of them can't stand it. Yeah. But it But they're doing it because you have to They're do doing it. it to you so you can yeah. you can sit back if you like, but all it's gonna mean is you're you're going to your own Yeah. I mean I I laugh when people when, when people bitch about tampering. I'm like, okay, yes, your coaches are, are, are tampering and your roster is being tampered with. Those are two things that when you wake up in the morning, you can just put that certainties in categories of sunrises and east. Mm-hmm. Yes, people are tampering with your roster and you are tampering. Birth, death, taxes, and tampering. And your coaches are tampering with other rosters. Most assuredly. I'm reading a baseball story. I'm jumping off with the place, which is probably necessary today. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I've got, I'm not, I'm not in a mental spot to be like sports locked in today. I probably should be, but I'm not. So, I was reading a baseball stories. I was putting some stuff together for the podcast today, and I, I, I'll admit, I, I, I failed a little because I didn't have you explain this last week. So I'm going to go back to it and have you explain it now. You're watching the World Baseball Classic. You were talking to Jeffrey and me about it last Thursday. Okay, you don't okay. remember that because no. Thursday is like twelve podcasts to go, and you're not mentally. That's not whatever. But you made mention that you and Carson were watching together, and that we were talking about the huge part of the moment and all that stuff. It was not affecting his free agency. Why were you pulling for Shohei Otani against the Americans? I apologize for not bringing this up at the time. I have an issue here, and I need an explanation. I just like him so much. I like don't like Mike Trout. I like Trout fine. Um, I've probably been Otani obsessed since he was in Japan the first time. Mm-hmm. I knew that the Cubs were pursuing him. I knew that Theo Epstein felt like he was, in his words on a recent podcast, he was on the Ryan Rosillo show recently, oh. and he referred to Otani as a god. He has always viewed him as that. And so I was very interested in Otani. And I have followed his career. And I find watching him play baseball to be a fairly joyful experience. He is is always joyful on the field. And I enjoy watching him play. And um, there's probably only a couple things that he could do that would stop me from finding joy in, in watching him play and signing on the St. Louis Cardinals. That would certainly do it. <laughs> um, Tony with the birds on the bat no longer feels as, as joyous anymore. That would probably be the end of my baseball watching in all seriousness. I probably would say that's it. I'm done. The, the player you like watching the most going to the team you hate the most. Yes, that would do it. And seeing them 19 times throughout the season. I just wouldn't do it. I, that'd be it. Um, I literally think that would be the end. Uh, I don't know. That, I think that's it. I, I think he is my, he might be my favorite player ever. With the possible exception of Ryan Sandberg when I was growing up. And I, I, I wanted to wear number 23 and everything. Everyone else wanted to wear 23 for Jordan. I wanted to wear 23 for Sandberg. I wore it for David Justice. Yeah, I, I wore 23 for, for mm-hmm. Ryan Sandberg. Um, but that's, 
that's that's probably it. I just wanted in that moment caught myself cheering for him. I mean, because like I like Rory a ton, but I'm not pulling for him in the Ryder Cup. Like, I mean, I will like, still go jump on Patrick Reed's bandwagon if he's look. I love he's playing Rory. I love my country and I'm a patriot, but it's it's not like these days you go, hey, I'm really proud to be an American. We're kicking ass. No, I mean, come on, we're 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 our country's in utter chaos. So I I just kind of caught myself going, you know what? I, I wasn't. It wasn't a conscious decision. No, you just said it in passing, but I just I, was it, I didn't. Sho- it didn't. I was click. for Shohei. I didn't want Mike Trout to hit a home run off Shohei. I wanted Shohei to win, and then when I saw the speech that Shohei gave before the game, I was even more Shohei. It was one of the best pregame speeches I've ever heard. It was fantastic. Okay. I think there are people in my household that worry about Shohei signing with the Cubs because of what it might mean financially. Oh, what, I, like gear? I think I'd have to be like, here, take my credit cards, take them away right now. Just, just give me, give me a month to to get logical. How much did you spend the night of the World Series? Oh, because you were drunk too. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. I mean, you were still drunk the next morning talking to Ross. Bad. Um, uh, several hundred dollars. That's it. Oh, okay. That's I mean, I, I, a lot. Probably. What's the most anybody out there? I mean, I know the stream probably won't have a good answer, but podcast in general, tweet at me on the board. How much did, what's the most anybody spent for the national championship in June? What gear merchandise wise? What's, what, what's the, what's the high for you people? Um, well, I know, I know based on talking to uh, Scott, Scott at the yeah. college corner that, that, Ole Miss people spent a lot in the days immediately following winning the national championship. A lot. So did you go like t-shirt heavy, cap heavy? What'd you do? A little bit of everything? Cap, t-shirt. I promised that whoever the MVP was, I would buy that jersey, and I did. I bought a Ben Zobris jersey. Um, Christmas ornaments. Everything. Christmas ornaments? Everything. If it was there. Christmas ornaments? If it was there, I bought it. Oh, you spent more than a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, oh yeah. you, you, come on. I mean, I probably pushed a thousand. It was worth it, every penny <laughs> of it. Do I know where all that stuff is? They would be I better don't. off like giving half of it immediately, and then like releasing stuff as the weeks goes on. And go, oh, well, I don't have that shirt. I don't have like, whoa, hold on yeah. a minute. Yeah, it was it was worth everything. I was good. <laughs> was it stuff that I ever used? No. Was it worth it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've told you this. I mean, it, it was. I mean, my one of my few regrets is I almost kind of would like to go back and experience it completely sober. At the same time, I think I think had I been completely sober, the Rajay Davis home run would have broken me. I think that would have been. I, I think that would have led to you call, needed the the I, you, you needed the the help there the the therapy that, that the probably would therapy probably would have led to cardiac arrest that moment. I, I I know I would have thought that's it, we're done. That was the moment where you said you had to kind of focus on Carson for a minute. And yeah, go, oh. he broke down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you pull from the Indians. It's crazy. Guardians. Guardians. I, I mean, I I've finally kind of gotten Redskins out of my vernacular, but I'm having a hard time with Indians and Guardians. I haven't gotten there yet. 
It didn't sound right either. It just doesn't feel. No, it, it, doesn't it, it feels feel like right. I'm talking about a arena football team or something. Like I can't and make that be a. And I don't know that I can do the Commanders. That one has finally locked into my head for whatever reason. It's a struggle for me, and I'll tell you why. Because pre NFL Sunday ticket days, when I was growing up in North Louisiana, we got the Cowboys. We just got the Cowboys. Everybody was Cowboys. Yeah. Fans. And so the Cowboys, one of their big rivals was the Redskins, and the Redskins were good. I mean, it was Joe Theismann and John Riggins and all those cats. And, I mean, those were those were huge games when the Cowboys and the Redskins played, and it just it's hard for me to get past that. And, you know, Doug Williams was the quarterback of the Redskins uh, when they won the – didn't he win a Super Bowl, Doug Williams? Uh, yeah. You know, Doug Williams played at Grambling. And Grambling was five minutes from Ruston, so that was a huge story. And it's just kind of hard for me to – Forget them as the Redskins and suddenly just call them the Commanders, even though they have the exact same color scheme. And I mean, last year I really struggled with it, but for whatever reason, that one kind of. Austin, thanks for the super chat. Do I think the Braves will change their name? I hope not. I don't think so. That It feels like if you kind of, ha- if it's not at least being talked about, you're probably, it's it's not a thing, at least in this era. I mean, I hope not. It's a great name. They Doug Williams was the uh, Super Bowl MVP and champion of Super Bowl twenty two. Okay, what year was that? Uh, then maybe around eighty nine or ninety, yeah. probably somewhere yeah. in there. Eighty eight. I don't know, something like that. Um, January thirty first, nineteen eighty eight. Redskins forty two, Broncos ten. Okay, so I was a high school senior. Yeah. San Diego, California. Okay. The line was Broncos by three. Did not turn out that way. No. At all. So. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. Cost of a 30-second commercial that year was $645,000. It's gone up a touch since uh, 1988. Uh, uh, oh, geez. Yeah. Which, I mean, 645 back then. I mean, that's... Everything... Only, only one thing in the world is inflation-proof. Is it going to change, you think? No. If anything, they'll lower it. Where else would you get an analysis of the top 10 quarterbacks in the 2027 class? I mean, you know, I mean, where else? Supply and demand and whatnot. I mean, yeah. Uh, six, 645 in 1988 is 1. 1.6 million today. 1. 1.6 million. I don't even, what's, what is a Super Bowl ad now? I don't even know. Yeah. It's probably about that. I think so. I don't know, a couple million bucks, I'm guessing. For- uh, front office sports reported that in 2023, Fox has set the cost of a 30-second ad at $7 million. No joke. Yeah. Whew. And so, no, it is not. It's not the same there, actually. I mean, you could have almost run a miniseries in the same amount of money. Yeah, $7, seven million. $7 million bucks. That's a lot of Bud Light. Yeah. Um, Did you send me something? No. Better help. Oh. <clears throat> uh, we're, oh, I had Sorry. to get to it. Sorry. You <laughs> threw me off. Now, a word from our sponsor, Better Help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy in my life. It's a way 
handle some stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. For me, it was a life changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable. It's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime you'd like. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash mpw today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash mpw. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Give it a try because I don't always eat the best. I always get all the vegetables, all the uh, vitamins, minerals that I need inside my diet. AG1 can help with that. Do it after the fast, before or after the, uh, the workout. Makes me feel better. Fills you up with things that you need every single day. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. It's great for recovery. Love taking mine again. Around a workout when you need a boost. It empowers the gut for whole body health and makes you better overall throughout your day. It's comprehensive solutions. What you need for your supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D. Free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticsgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Oh, we're also brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. I mentioned the College Corner. It's collegecornerstore.com. Two locations in the Jackson area, one in Ridgeland, one in Flowood. Uh, you can also check them out on Facebook and Instagram at or the College Corner Store. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, Batesville, that area, get in touch with our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, that area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item is $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. They've got multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Selma, Indiana, and more. So if you want uh, local pickups, don't miss out. Want it, bid it, win it. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area. And they offer MedSync. A few prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need it when you do with G&M. Whether it be G&M or Tyson Drugs, they will transfer your medications quickly. One call, they take care of the rest. You'll have to stay with the big box pharmacies. Let G&M help. Again, that's 662-236-2222. So... Context probably provided here. I don't know anything. I'm not necessarily reporting anything, but it did raise my antenna a little bit. Arterio Morris, the Texas point guard, uh, jumping into the portal yesterday. Morris uh, signed with Texas, obviously under Chris Beard being the head coach at the time. He uh, he committed July 17, 2021. He was the number 15 player in the country, a five-star last year for, uh, for the Longhorns when he signed. Didn't play a ton, um, was an off-the-bench presence for uh, for Texas. He was really good in the Big 12 tournament. He had a good game against Texas. He scored uh, he scored six points in the uh, game against Miami there when the uh, the Longhorns were eliminated as uh, as well. But I 
went over to Orange Bloods, Jeff Ketchum and those guys do a good job, was kind of looking around for what they were saying, and there were no reports that he was going to Ole Miss, but Ole Miss was the only school that any of their administration mentioned on the site. Um, said, I think Ketchum's quote was, he would not be shocked if that is the landing spot. Again, does he know something? Does he not? I got no idea. Um, but Morris, it's been rumored that he was leaving Texas for a couple weeks now, and that at least appears to be a uh, a possibility for uh, for Chris Beard. I mean, from a roster construction, you're hearing a lot about guards and, 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 and backcourt guys, it seems like. Yeah, I'm sure they're trying to get front court guys too, like everybody else. Um, and they're keeping things pretty close to the vest in terms of who they're targeting and who they're trying to bring in and things like that. But yeah, I mean, look, college basketball is a guard-oriented game. You got to have them. It's crushed Ole Miss the last couple of years. They just haven't had enough guards who could impact the games. He got twenty. He had twenty-five points against Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette, not Monroe. He wouldn't have done that. The University of Louisiana, twenty-five. That's pretty good. Yeah, he got 20, 25 against them on December the 21st. He had some off-court stuff, and I'm trying to remember when that happened. He had a, a misdemeanor. Was it arrest misdemeanor or I, charge? I, I, I don't know. Had a misdemeanor issue with um, a physical altercation with an ex-girlfriend. I don't know where that stands. I'm kind of searching for it. I had it up a minute ago. June 2nd arrest. Okay. And there was never any change in his status. He remained eligible. Okay. It was a misdemeanor. It's a preseason arrest for misdemeanor assault after a physical altercation with his ex-girlfriend. He was not disciplined by the program. He was one of two five-star recruits in the 2022 class at Texas along with Dylan Mitchell, who's still there. It's all I know. If Ketchum thinks he's probably headed to Ole Miss, I would. Again, they've mentioned no other schools. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. I have no clue. But that, again, when I went over there and read, that was what both um, Ketchum and one of the recruiting analysts for Orange Bloods, whose name is escaping me right now, both mentioned at least that Ole Miss was okay. in it to some extent or whatever was going on there with uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Last thing on the on the whatever the altercation was, says Arterio continues to do what he's supposed to do on a day to day basis here. Beard said at the time, uh, we're holding all our players accountable for what they're supposed to be doing. But in terms of that situation, I can't comment. I've been asked not to comment on it. And as soon as we know something, we'll let you guys know. And apparently, nothing else was said from that point. Um, that was in November when the season was getting started. Whether or not he was going to, whether or not he was going to uh, to play. On March 22nd, I see here, reading quickly, that um, he had a court date coming up. It was supposed to go to trial March 29th and didn't county, and has been postponed. Okay. Again, I'm, we're all reading on the fly here, guys, so it sort of is what it is. Um, Here's a Chris Beard tie-in here. Um, okay. Morris, a six foot three, one hundred ninety pound guard from Dallas, was a five star recruit. High school McDonald's All American. He was part of Texas nine man rotation this past season. Averaged four point six points, one point four rebounds in eleven point eight minutes per game while helping the Longhorns to a twenty nine and nine record and a spot in the NCAA tournament's Elite Eight. I'm reading from the Austin American Statesman okay. to give credit. <laughs> He proved particularly effective on the defensive end and regularly matched up with an opponent's top perimeter threat when in the game. 
That's what Chris Beard teams do. They guard you. So Brandon Murray is considered who committed yesterday. Uh, Brandon and I have exchanged text. Uh, he was supposed to call last night, but we'll talk eventually. Um, he's while he can score, his calling card is defense, and uh, Morris's calling card apparently is defense as well. That's what his teams are going to do. They're, you, you're going to guard, or you won't play. Just a quick kind of recap: What do we know to this point about? The returning roster with Ole Miss. What 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 is for sure? T.J. Caldwell and Jamin Brakefield are for sure. Matt Morell's going to get feedback from the NBA. He's retained his eligibility. My guess is Matt would be back, but that's a guess. I don't know. Um, I've heard nothing conclusive on Amari Abram. And I mentioned this in a story yesterday. It was just me trying to be thorough. I've heard nothing conclusive on Deshaun Ruffin, though I would be surprised if he if he returned. And Malik Ewan's in the portal, and I don't think he'll be back. But I've not heard of a destination for him yet. And there was another Texas player who got in the portal yesterday, but he's going to Georgetown. Yeah, Brum Brumfield. Yeah, is that his right. name? Yes, he is. He is either. I think he has said he's going to Georgetown, but either way, Brumfield or Brumball, Brumbaugh, Brumball. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think right. So. Um, it's on stream. Give credit somewhere. Georgia Rebels says Ole Miss and Arkansas in it for Morris. Uh, I searched the Rivals dot com Arkansas site just because I was curious to see if anything popped up. And the only thing over there, as of again eight forty six a.m. here on Tuesday, is. Uh, them discussing that Arkansas and Texas played a scrimmage prior to the season and that Morris was very good in the scrimmage against oh. the Razorbacks. Um, and that he he averaged his, – his points were down, but he averaged 15 minutes – 15 points per 40 minutes if you looked at an efficiency standpoint. So, again, what I got. What? I'm, I'm just, I was trying to think. I was trying to remember. feels like Arkansas recruited him pretty heavily out of high school. And then a kid is on campus right now. Where? Here? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? There's on state kid. Yeah. Nunez. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, he's, to my knowledge, is here right now. He's a guard. And I don't know. Look, they've got like nine, ten spots potentially available. I don't, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, there's a lot going on. We have not, to to the level of player that's likely going to be considering Ole Miss in this portal window, what is sort of timeline here? I mean, it's now to win. I mean, how does this sort of work calendar-wise? I think into the summer, right? There's plenty of time. I don't think it's like, I think you have a window of time that you can get into the portal. But then after that, you, you um, I think you you've got, Time to enroll. It's not like there's a signing day. Well, sure. I would think you want your guys there by no no later than the first of July for the summer stuff. Basketball is so small roster oriented, though. I would assume that once the dominoes start falling, everybody goes into their place in some extent, especially inside the position groups. Yeah, I think so. I would. Was today April the eleventh? I, I would think by May first, most of this is done. It's my oh, guess. Yeah. 
I mean, you're bringing God, the dead period, <laughs> the, yeah, the quote dead period ended on last Thursday or Friday or whatever. So things are starting to move pretty quick. Guys taking visits and that kind of thing. Um, Morris out of high school, his, his final five, Texas, Arkansas, Baylor, Florida, and Georgia. Okay. It's a pretty good group. It's from Dallas. Yeah, no clue. He could commit to the Razorbacks in five minutes, and I'll shrug my shoulders. But it's kind of what's. Uh, I'll see if Hutchinson has anything. He's got right. That's if I'm looking for something Arkansas specific, I usually go there. Okay, he used to work with us. <clears throat> he did. I like Andrew. I um was looking at this Todd McShay story out today, talking about draft prospects, graded them into tiers, and. I think good news for Jonathan Mingo, and then maybe maybe this is me being an idiot, but a little bit of surprise too in one. So he again he has he has him in tiers in his top tier up here. He only has two players in tier one. That's Bryce Young and Bijan Robinson, the Texas running back, are in his tier one. Tier one elite prospect should be immediate NFL starter and projected as a perennial All Pro player worthy of top five pick most years. He said he had no players in this tier in 2022. Again, B. John Robinson at Texas, Bryce Young at Alabama are the two he has in uh, in, in that tier here. But so – hold on a second. Let me get back to it real quick. Um, Arkansas should be noted has already landed two guards from the portal. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, he typically turns his roster over a good bit. They've, they've added Traymon Mack from Houston and um, the kid from Washington, Keon Minifield Jr. So they've got they've got two guards already on on their roster. And their roster has, reading from Hutchinson, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So they've got four spots left okay. to fill in the portal. So he's got Jonathan Mingo in Tier 5, 19 prospects in this tier, Tier 5. Future solid to good NFL starter, but might need to serve in substitution package, situational role early in career, mid to late second round value. Had 21 players in this tier in uh, in 2022. It's got Ringo from Georgia in this tier. It's got uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas in this tier. Um, Byron Young from Tennessee's in this tier. A lot of really good college players, but Mingo in this tier as well. So he has Mingo, in theory, projected as somebody who has a NFL starting future with some situational stuff early in his career. I've actually seen some uh, some stuff connecting him to the Bengals, which is interesting because the Bengals are in a win-now mode, obviously. ESPN's mock draft had him, I think, going to the Chiefs in a round. I'll, I'll check that in a second. I had it up, I think. But the other one here, and I would not have predicted this, and again, maybe this is on me, but Tier 6, 36 prospects in this tier. Um, definitely some names you would know. De- uh, Devin A-Chain from Texas a and in this tier. Um, Henry Toa Toa is in this tier. Stromberg, the center at Arkansas, is in this tier. It's uh, project as future solid starter but need time to develop, have limited upside or come with red flags, third-round value. Tavius Robinson in that tier for Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Tavius had a big season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think he's one of the more underrated people that Ole Miss has to replace. 
I mean, last season when Cedric got hurt, if you go back and and look at when they impacted the, you know, who impacted uh, opposing passing games, it was it was Tavius more than anyone. Mm-hmm. He was a force. People have kind of blocked out the end of last season, and I get it, but go back and watch him play. His stock was jumping up. I can remember some NFL guys talking about him. Um, Egg Bowl Day. Um, okay, I had this wrong. The uh, the McShay, the ESPN latest mock draft has Mingo going 58 overall to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, that's second round. Mm-hmm. That'd be strong. He says, I thought about a replacement for Ezekiel Elliott here, but Mingo would make an impact on the Dallas depth chart. Six foot two, 220 pound receiver, has a great mix of size and speed. He averaged 16.9 yards per reception last season. It was mostly running short routes. He can break tackles once he gets the ball. He has experience playing both inside, or sorry, inside in the slot and outside. This makes two pass catchers for the Cowboys, and you know Dak Prescott would be thrilled. So, Mingo also the uh, the picture that they are using for the uh, the second round there mm, on, on ESPN. So, it's sixty. They have the Bengals taking a running back out of UCLA. Okay. Talking about obviously. Mixon had a disappointing 2022 season. and I'm really surprised he's still on their roster. I'm, 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 I'm really surprised. Now, the, the the most recent thing turns out wasn't – he didn't do anything. It was his family, but still it's just – Yeah, because that went away pretty quickly. It went away pretty fast. It, he, 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 was, he was not implicated. Apparently there was video to prove that he was not implicated, but – he still just finds himself in the headlines a lot for stuff that has nothing to do with football. And I didn't think he was the most impactful running back in the world last year. Has Ezekiel Elliott decided where he's going? That was a story like a week or so ago that he was going to choose. Hadn't seen a thing. Okay. Nothing. No clue. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I was looking here from a Tavius standpoint. I'll be quick doing this because now I'm I'm kind of curious. I'll find it. Hold on a second. Team reports, defensive. Just from a snap count standpoint. Yeah, I mean Tavius played 688 snaps last year. I mean that, that just from a just from a straight snaps is what's so interesting to me from a replacement standpoint with this defense because. Finley played 832, Reese played 715, and Robinson played 688. 
Oh, so, I mean, it's a ton. I mean, and everybody has to do that all over yeah, the place. Yeah, sure. It's not new, but. It's going to be, look, it's going to look weird to look out at Ole Miss's defense and not see A.J. Finley. I mean, he's played a ton of football the last few years for Ole Miss. A, an absolute ton. He got better year over year. I mean, he, but he has, he, he has that presence where for so long we were so used to seeing Jalen Jones kind of same sure. thing, just took a spot. And that's, he was sure. out there. I mean, the only returner that's at all in that realm from a snap count standpoint is DeAndre Prince. He played 819 last year. Yeah. And he's, He's been banged up. He's been held out the spring. Igman Nosen, 565 last year. Troy Brown, 565 last year. <clears throat> Some snaps to replace. Yeah, they've... And it looks like they hit it again with Monty Montgomery. He looks he looks the part. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went Chance Campbell to Troy Brown to Monty Montgomery. They've been able to make that work. Find that role, from yeah. A, from a transfer portal standpoint. Right. Podcast brought to you in part by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, Morgan Wallen, bringing his one night at a time tour to Vaughn Hemingway Stadium, April 22nd and 23rd. Tickets for both are still available, and they start at just $78 to purchase. Visit morganwallen.com. And if you already have your ticket, make sure you purchase a parking pass. You can do that at olemisstix.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a uh, probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. Told you about uh, I told you about uh, prescription support yesterday. They also have all sorts of vitamins, minerals, supplements uh, that are available that will help you stay compliant with your medications, help you stay healthier over the long term, which is the goal after all. SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% uh, off of your first item. Uh, we're also brought to you by uh, Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. Uh, it's GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. Uh, they can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D and many other manufacturers for more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Layman's Fine Jewelry. Layman's at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, whatever you're looking for in jewelry, they're the gold standard. It's laymansfinejewelry.com. Or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pinnacle. Pinnacle's home to the 401k, uh, the Pinnacle 401k Advisory Services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's uh, mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're getting closer to summer vacation, if you can afford one. Um, summer <laughs> after my taxes, I can't, uh, if you are planning a, uh, a summer vacation, get in touch with my friend, John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. All right. John knows the extra attention that's needed to make a special trip. One that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just get in touch with him, give him some parameters, give him a budget, and he will come up with options that you probably won't find on your own. 901. 901- 494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. 
podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavor, flavors available for you, the New Orleans-style barbecue, the signature, two of my favorites. They go with everything. They're two of the more versatile options, but plenty of different uh, options for you. Go to the website, primeshrimp.com. Also, remember, they're now in Rouse's Markets or some of those down south in Mississippi, all throughout Louisiana as well. You can pick it up right there in brick-and-mortar retail or just get it shipped straight to your door. They send it to your door fewer than 10 minutes freezer to plate with prime shrimp and use code rg code rg by five pouches or more 25 percent off they also have their uh, great two pound bags of individually frozen shrimp those are a lot like what's the grocery store except a higher quality shrimp from the new orleans based company so again code rg with prime shrimp.com this kind of shocked me when i first thought about it but maybe not as i think about it a little more uh, final round of the Masters on Sunday, the most watched golf telecast of any network in the last five years, up 19% over last year. One that actually golf fans found a little boring. Um, 2018, the one Masters final round that is higher than that number, that's the year Patrick Reed won, not the year Tiger Woods won. Huh. Tiger Woods won with a lot of rain and with an early morning start. I think that affects it because Tiger teed off really early in the day for his final round as opposed to that 2 o'clock, 1 right. o'clock tee-off right. time. So that probably factored in there. But nonetheless, when I saw that, I kind of went, hmm, that's, that's not what I would have been, would have been anticipated. There. You anticipated they wouldn't have great ratings? Um, I, I mean, it's never bad, but yeah, it shocked me that it would be more than some of the previous years, sure. But now you got to remember, this is also the five-year thing is relevant, but it's also a little misleading from the standpoint of – 20 was the fall masters, which doesn't count. No. And then tiger in a very rainy, weird one. So, I mean, you're closing your, I think the masters, I think the masters makes people think of spring. It does. Yes. I think it, it's, it's nostalgic to people. I think, like I've said, people like me who really aren't all that interested in golf, catch myself keeping up with it a little bit, even though we don't really know who the people are. Just, there's something about, like Laura said on Sunday afternoon, she said it always looks so pretty there. It's amazing how they always get great weather. I'm like, well, just yesterday it was pouring down rain. But yeah, yeah but to your point, it's Sunday afternoon and feels like makes you, I don't know, makes you think of spring and summer right around the corner and all that stuff. So I, I think that's some of it. And then they do a great job marketing it. And then people rave about their app and all of that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the app is phenomenal. I mean, they know what they're doing. Other than not having it actually on television prior to like one o'clock is, but you know that might now be, they do show it commercial free. That might be their way of saying we know when people are going to watch it, and people who really care can get the app and watch the featured groups. Yeah, the the casual guy is not getting up on Sunday morning and watching the Masters. No, the casual guy really doesn't watch until Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, it, and that's that's where they get their ratings. Their ratings come from the casual. Sports fan, the hardcore fan is going to be on the app and all that stuff. It's it's so many things. I mean, including some that were not done for TV and just happen, you know, or happenstance from the standpoint of even the way the course is set up. Because the Masters on a lot of Sundays feels closer at times than it really is. Because on the back nine, at least prior to this year, when when they moved the tees back, you've got thirteen and fifteen, which are shorter par fives that you could get to. You could eagle. 
and it allowed chasers to get two or three shots and feel like, oh, he's up on the leaders, but the leader hadn't gotten to 13 and 15 yet himself, so it's not as right. close. But when you're doing the TV media manipulation, oh, well, Scheffler's only got a two-shot lead after so-and-so equal 15. It's like, well, yeah, but he's not going to go two over over the course of 13 and 15 himself um, there. But it creates drama. Yeah, it does. I'm saying it, it, yeah. it's, it's all – that's that's if we can stop the damn fake birds chirping, then I'm I'm good. I don't know, man. The birds at our house starting every morning at about five fifteen are so freaking loud that early. So maybe they maybe this maybe the birds in Augusta are legit. If they want bird sounds, they can just come here. Set up a couple of microphones. You get all the birds you possibly want. But there is something to spring and the new season and seeing the contrast of the perfect green grass and the azaleas mm-hmm. and the peaks sure. and sure. There's a nostalgia to it. No question. There's something, I mean, that draws someone like me who's not, I'm not disinterested in it, but I don't care. I mean, I, I didn't care whether, I mean, I didn't want John Rom to fall apart. <laughs> But if he lost, he lost. I wasn't worried about it. I mean, it didn't matter to me who won the Masters, and yet I caught myself on a Sunday afternoon turning it on. And that's, I think that's the nostalgia of it. Had that been the first bank open, I wouldn't have been watching it. No, 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 you wouldn't have. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been watching it. I, w- I would have flipped right by it to something else. Yeah. But on was, a normal Sunday, you're not flipping over there and checking it out. No. Like the Valero opens, not going to go. Oh well, let me see what's going on. Of course not. But there's something about that, and it's to their credit. I mean, they've done a great job of marketing it over the years and all that stuff. And you know, you you watch to see the react. I mean, I watched the the thing where they do the, the low am. They talk yeah, to him yeah. a bit, and then they talk to the winner. And I mean, it's kind of hokey, but you sit and watch it, and you're like, oh, you know, look at him, and look at his family, and where's his wife from? Where'd they meet? You know, all that stuff. And had the two pretty children and all the grandparents. And, you know, you're like, ah, oh, good for him. I mean, I, that's had, but had he, to your point, had he gone and won the Valero Open on Sunday and all of those same things were happening, I wouldn't have been like, oh, where's his wife from? How about that? They met it. Oh, they met at Arizona State. And they, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, Darty has a good point. It has the same type of casual observer as the Kentucky Derby. Yes. It's very similar. Yes. If, if, the horses are lining up to run the Kentucky Derby. I'm in. I'm watching. If the horses are lining up to run in the Arkansas Oaks, I'm flipping. I don't care. Two two things where the hardcore and the casual coexist pretty well, too. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, the hardcore is like, hey, I just like the tournament. You're kind of getting on my nerves coming in, swooping in for the day. But, okay, let's all put our arms around. It's fine. Whatever, you know. Like somebody really locked in the derby and is like me just coming and going, oh, who am I buttoning on today? It's like, oh, buzz off. But okay, it's but fine. Golf's smart enough to know that, again, I mean, the Masters in CBS and whoever, they're very smart enough to know, obviously, that you look, if you don't get the casual observer, you don't get the rating, right? I mean, the, oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, number yeah. that you get for the Super Bowl is not a number that you're going to get for week nine when the Bears play the Lions. I, I mean, saw somewhere where they do a million dollars an hour in merchandise. During the tournament. Yeah, I saw that. A million an hour. They make $70 million in merchandise for the week. It's like $16,000 a 
a minute or whatever it is. People are going on and ordering clothes and stuff? Well, no, at the place. Oh, literally there. there. Yes. Holy shit. No, not online. On site. Wow. Because that's where they're smart. They don't, you, you don't buy it online. You can't. You buy it on site. Oh. So people go through and like it, you just, that, 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 they're buying it for 15 people. They all want the shirt and the cap and whatnot. And but, million you know what's interesting is you don't see them carrying that stuff around on the course, though. I think you, you can leave it play. Like they've got systems for you to. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause I mean, yeah, you're, cause I mean, no cell phones. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the coolest part of the Masters. In today's world, I know I harp on this. It's the coolest part is they actually are watching the damn event. I don't disagree with that. Watch the NBA playoffs. Phones, iPads out, recording everything. Yeah. Get them on our last nerve. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I've intentionally stopped doing it. Like I, I If I'm at something, I'm just watching. I, I'm, and if I'm saying that the way I am on my phone, I mean, my God. You would it, one of two things would happen to you if you went to the Masters and you couldn't have your phone with you for eight hours. You would either it would either be a cathartic experience, or I would be, or you would be so amped up. Yeah, muscle memory would be taking over. Mostly put it away at Disney. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I called you on Friday morning. Casual observing people, but otherwise that was that was about it. Yeah, I was waiting on the carousel to stop, and that's about it. It's the beginning of these, right? Um, I'm trying to think who the other one was here. I was gonna, yeah, here we go. Bleach Report did the. I saw this last night. We have nothing else to talk about, so I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Uh, unless you have something, feel no, free. no. I mean, okay. the, the, right. the, the, the the stuff that's on my mind yeah. is not the stuff for this podcast. Not going to work in the next three minutes on the segment. Uh, Bleach Report did a poll of the five most hated franchises in sports: Cardinals, Brewers. Who do you think? Uh, five most hated franchises in American our, sports. Our teams. Let's go teams. Okay. Teams is better. Franchises are bad. No, no, no. For the American, but worldwide, I assume okay. is the way it's phrased. Five most hated yeah. teams. Let's go teams. Because one really surprised me. The other four did not. I was hated. Um, Yankees? Number one. Okay. Um, Cowboys? Yes. Top three. I don't remember if it was two or three. Um, Lakers? Top three. You have the top three. Good job. Okay. Um, one you're not going to get. Okay. And one is not an American. Um, Man City. No. Okay. Um, one I'm not going to get, and one and the other one's American. No, one is American, but you're not going to get it. I will give okay. it to you in a second. Okay. And then one is not American. But I'm gonna guess it's soccer. Yes. Okay. You were really close. A uh, man, you. That is correct. The other one, Miami Hurricanes football. Really? Miami Hurricanes football. You know, you say that. It's kind of interesting when they play. In, invariably, I cheer against them. There's no doubt about that. The The thing is, if somebody said, hey, write down the five teams you hate, they would never come into my mind organically without seeing them that I hate them to that level. Does that make sense? Yes. 
that just wouldn't compute. It's interesting. And I guess that's based on back in the Jimmy Johnson days, that, that re, the residuals from that yeah, they're long ago. Kind of suck, nothing to hate right now. Because they're not even relevant. They they're really irrelevant. They couldn't even beat A&M for me last year. No, we both tried to get them <sighs> there. God mighty. I pulled, what was the quarterback's name? Uh, Van Dyke? Yeah. I, tried. I know, I said nice things. It was things. all in that night, sat down, and then they sucked. Within like 10 minutes, you're going, God, they're horrid. Bad football team. There were some people that did it for the last that in Omaha. I actually kind of looked around at that to see who who had the phone out, who didn't, kind of what everybody was doing. Oh, yeah. You're going to be able to find video of it. Plenty. And when you watch it with your phone, you don't see You're it the same You're watching it in a little box two by three screen or whatever of, the hell it is. Instead of in panoramic, natural. Yeah, we're, we're stupid. Oh, I've told you there's nothing more depressing and you can pick your college campus. It's all of them. Wherever you want to go. Walk on a college campus. It's depressing. It is. It's truly depressing. Not not on a game day. Come up phones. Yes. Okay. Walk on a college campus on a Thursday. And all the kids are on their phones. Literally the one time in your life that you're around that many people of your own age kind of basically the same interests and stuff. And they're on their phones at all times. Everywhere. Depressing. <laughs> Depressing. Uh, yes, Cliff Kingsbury is back in uh, football. He's going to be a, uh, an, a senior offensive analyst for the USC Trojans with Lincoln Riley. Got a thought? He's going to hang out some. Work with Caleb Williams a little bit. It's not going to be a high stress position. I'm going to guess not. I'm going to guess it's just not even an on field coach. No, he's just an analyst. He, which means he'll go in there a couple of days a week. He's still going to be hanging out at the pool on the weekends, not worrying. I'm, I, I would I would assume he won't even be there on game day. I doubt if he's traveling with the team when they go to Corvallis, for example. No, I don't know. I mean, look, he's making a ton he of came money. Came back from Thailand or wherever. I guess just proof that you can eventually get at to, some point. At some point, you get tired of it. He recharged or get back to work to a low level. I mean, he's getting paid a ton of money by the yeah. Cardinals, so I mean, he's good. But those people are wired in a way that it's hard to just put it away. It's hard to just stop. How long do you think you could hang out at the pool before you'd be like, all right, I got to get back and do something? Oh, there's a time. Yeah. No, I mean, it's. I, I don't think you're wired that way. I think you could just hang out. I, I can't. No. I need a project. I think I could shut it down. Do you really? <laughs> more and more. You don't think you get bored? Purpose. Uh, I don't think you need a purpose. <sighs> Not some hardcore, but just something. I guess. I guess. I, I don't. I mean, frankly, even a podcast, some would give you an outlet to yeah, engage. I, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, think I mean, I know you'd love to find out. Don't get me wrong. I think but. this is where, well, I mean, I think this is where like like people refer to like midlife crises or whatever. I mean, it's like you start to wonder like 
So what is my purpose? What 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 is what is the purpose? And I know our purpose is we entertain and all that stuff. It, I just sometimes feel like it's I'm purposeless. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, just I just yeah, it's like in the grand scheme, it feels pretty yeah, pretty insignificant. Yeah. Like if I died today, like what would what would someone what what did he do? Like I think if you asked my kids, like what what does he do? They would be like, I don't know. He writes about stuff. He does a podcast. <laughs> what was the podcast about? I don't know. Never listened to it. <laughs> I mean, it's the funniest part of it's the funniest part of my existence because people will ask the girls, you know, what does your dad do? Um, he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and my kids are pretty smart. I mean, they they they, they just. Makes you wonder, like, what do you do? I'll never forget. I was at the White House, and um, I was introduced to some body. I don't know, Joint Chief of Staff or something. And he asked what I did, and when I explained it to him, you could tell he was so completely underwhelmed. Oh, really? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, digital media entrepreneur. Thanks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Good, good. 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 Good to meet you. It's fantastic. Yeah, he was, his eyes glazed over. I mean, he was completely, completely disinterested. I saw, I don't remember where I was, what we were doing. I mean, remember Carly Ann Seven, but she was taught, she introduces people all the time. It's like her thing. She's like, hey, this is so and so, this is so and so, and whoever it was. And she, she goes, hey, this is my dad. He's an author. And I went, you need to be in PR because that's the most <laughs> generous way you possibly could have put that right there, which is not really true, but thanks. I appreciate that. Like, yeah. It has elevated though. She's go, yeah, he signs books. I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> that's sure. good. Yeah, he signs right. books. Yeah, he signs books. That's what he does. <laughs> okay, thanks. I don't know. I mean, not to get overly deep. We got to go to break. I'll come out. But I'm I'm listening to an audio book right now where the guy was actually talking about like, I guess midlife crisis. But it was discussing going into your later years and and truly, unless you do something insanely significant you are kind of forgotten in no time sure. like there is a certain and that's not meant to be fatalistic there's almost a piece to it of hey do what you can but unless you're charles darwin here like right it's probably not going to be something where 120 years later they're going wow this dude did this i mean oh, you can sure. make that depressing but you also can make that freeing in a way sure because legacy eats people up as they get older and hey it was talking about, it's actually, it's called Strength to Strength, I think it's the name of the books. Really, I, I know I'm obsessed with audio books. I keep talking about them all the time. Um, but it was discussing how, like, your intelligence changes over time and how you kind of may, maybe get out of your prime in a certain way of I'm creating and I'm energetic in those ways, but you understand much better. So you, you have sure. to flip the way you operate, not that you're insignificant inside your profession or what you do. It simply is a, is a, is a shift that you need to recognize in, in, in certain capacities. And some of it is realizing legacy and going, no, but here's what we can do. That's not going to be a thing. So quit freaking worrying about it because it's yeah. not going to happen. I'm, I'm glad that I've never been a person who has been obsessed with legacy at all. Any. Mm -hmm. I've never even given it a thought. Because I think if I did, I, it, would, it would drive me insane. And I, I know that happens to people. They, how am I going to be remembered? Does it matter? I mean, outside of like, I mean, for me, it's like, how many, how many people would it really matter how they remembered me? I mean, it's a, such a small number. I mean, truly, that it matters what they, how they would remember me. 
Yeah. And none of them would think about the truth is like, a, I mean, going full circle and getting deep, I guess here. And I do some of this, you know, my parents are in, in their eighties and Campbell graduates college. My oldest graduates college in four or five weeks or whatever. I mean, I paid for the, Oh wow. Really? Paid, I, I paid graduation fee or whatever yesterday. I didn't realize. I mean, I did, but yeah. I didn't. I mean, it's, wow. it's here. Yeah. I mean, okay. she's, you know, she's kind of almost depressed about it. Um, but like they, truth is, if something happened to me today, the, the conversations that they had about me would have nothing to do with my work ever. No, no, I don't no. care. I mean, I don't care. I mean, I will say this: the whole butcher versus the spin instructor thing. I told Campbell one day. I said, "You need to put that on your resume." And she's like, "Really? Why?" Communicate. And I said, "Well, because you never know. Like somebody's interviewing you, looking for a icebreaker." Especially if it's a male, might go. What's what was that? And she's like, "All right, I'll put it on there." Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that's what happened. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. It's like one of the big conversations they had in her second interview yeah. was about that show. And she was able to explain the show, sort of, and sort of, and it it ended up helping her. So that was good. Oh, that's yeah, funny. See the MPW Digital, the power. There you go. All right, podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-E-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, wireless mesh extender, and more. So again, get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc Counties. They did not previously have internet. 662-238-3159. I'll have a mailbag tomorrow at uh, rebelgrove.com. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, residential, family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. I'll brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Um, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that service specialist sends. So you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves. One smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today and get a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter Healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. It's also a great place for events. Um, It's a venue for uh, reunions or uh, corporate getaways, whatever the case may be. Get in touch with them at Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. 
podcast is brought to you by John Snow Creamery, johnsnowcreamery.com. Got a uh, charcuterie class coming up that's in conjunction with uh, or in cooperation with the Chicory Market as well. Thursday, April 20th, 5.30 p.m. Space is limited. Give them a call. 662-234-5751 is the number to uh, register. Learn how to build a uh, beautiful charcuterie board. You need to take home what it is you build for the day. So it's uh, it's an awesome thing. It's at the library here locally in Oxford. So um, head on in. Again, Chicory Market, Johnson Hill Creamery in uh, cooperation there for this charcuterie class. Again, April 20th. 2023, that's 530-662-234-5751. Uh, did you notice where the stolen bases are way up? Yeah. In baseball? Yeah. Like way up. Way up. Truth really? is, give Theo Epstein and everybody at Major League Baseball credit. As much as people like you and me bitch about it, mm-hmm. it's a much better TV product. The early returns are good on their ratings. Uh, the games have more activity. Stolen bases are up. Balls in play. Or there's more hits. The whole deal. <sighs> Teams are figuring out how to manipulate the shift a little bit, but you can't completely shift the way that you used to. The Yankees doing the little hop step thing on the stolen bases. That's kind of fun. Been around in a while. Cubs won a game last night, kind of doing that. Yankees stole 102 bases last season. That was good for eighth. They're on pace for 194 this year. Cleveland, again, we're really early in the season. Yeah. On pace for 280. Yeah. The Rangers led Major League Baseball at 128 last year. It's interesting. It's too small of a sample size to go crazy with the numbers, but if those numbers were to hold, it's – and look, stolen bases are fun. Movement is fun. There's a story. I don't know if you read it or not. They got linked on the board today from from Vox, uh, mm. and it was talking about it. It was it was a little bit of a flimsy association, as I wrote, but I understood what they were doing. They were comparing AI, artificial intelligence, to baseball. Actually, using Kyle Schwarber as the example, as yeah. in a lot of ways, Schwarber is the epitome of this three outcome. We are trying to be efficient. We're just trying to hit the ball to the ballpark. We're going to strike out a lot. It's boring, but it is the best way to play the game from an analytical, statistical standpoint. Well, as Theo, it. As Theo was saying the other day on Ron Rosillo's show, he was, you know, people make fun of the analytics, and he is, and I get it. The, 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 the deal is some of these guys, the way that they pitch, the, 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 the idea of, hey, let's string three singles together is, not, is unrealistic. So that's the point is all these things in combination. The way to combat that is to throw the, hard, the ball as hard as you can damn throw it. Try to get more strikeouts. Strikeouts right. are going to pile up. All that stuff. We well, was talking about AI, and I have plenty of negative thoughts on AI. It's not time for that right now. But I maybe hate it more than most people do. But their example they used was there was this boat racing game, and humans tried to win the game to get the most points. AI got told, "Hey, win this game or get the most points possible." And they realized that the best way to do it was not to win. The best way to do it was to simply do circles over and over and over again through certain checkpoints, which gave them points. They could hit the same checkpoint over and over and over and over again. And they compared it from the standpoint of it's a lot like baseball. It's boring as hell, but it's the way to get the most points. And I am wondering, look, this is very early on. This is whatever. Are these changes slowly bringing the sport to some level back to what we're used to seeing? 
from the 50s, 60s, 70s, from time, and actually playing a, a, a little bit of a different brand of baseball, or are we completely stuck in this three-outcome game, even with stolen bases being up? It's too early to say. Too early to say. No doubt about that. I don't know. But it's it's interesting. I hope so. Again, I mean, not, not to get nostalgic, but I mean, I remember those days of Ricky Henderson and people around the the game were looking for their Ricky Henderson. It's the irony. We want games to go fast. That is the best TV product. The best TV product also is balls in play. It's why yeah. softball does well on TV. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Waiting around. I mean, look, they pointed this out last year in the World Series, back to back games. You have a you had a you had the Phillies winning a game with seven runs, all seven runs coming on home runs. And then the next game they were no hit. And struck out 14 times. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Major League Baseball. No, you're right. There's a reason that, there's a reason that, uh, like, back to the golf for a minute. If, if what you showed in golf was, hey, he hits the ball and now he's got to walk 300 yards. Yeah. <laughs> no, they go to the next guy hitting a ball. Yeah. Hey, on to seven. By the way, there's a funny, it's, I, I think it's TikTok. It was really funny. This minor league broadcaster broadcasted an, I saw an inning like it was golf. Yeah. An inning of baseball, and it was really funny. <laughs> he dropped his voice. He and... deposited that ball into left field. Yeah. Really did that well. It was very, yeah, it was really good. He's from Santo Domingo. It's 30 minutes from, <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Where's Bronny going to go? USC. Is he? Yeah, it's going to happen today. Okay. A couple of guys in the basketball recruiting sphere that if they tell you something's going to happen, it's going to happen. And that's the word. And that's the word. Without the name mid four star, maybe upper four star. He's good. Okay. I mean, on some in some ways, obviously, being LeBron James's son is going to open up a lot of doors, right? In some ways, I really catch myself cheering for Bronny James. I hope that he does really well because it's it's an absurdly unfair thing that he's every game he's ever going to play, he's going to be compared to one of the three best players in modern basketball history. I mean, it'd be like taking a – it would be absurdly unfair if like the school you cheered for signed a player and you went, okay, he's the next Kobe Bryant. You don't want to be compared to Kobe at all times, right? I mean, it's the part of like Arch Manning. Arch is going to be compared to two guys who won two Super Bowls. Always. Everything he does. He's never yeah, going sure. to get compared to just other college quarterbacks. I mean, the, the Final Four was going on, and Jim Nance mentioned Arch Manning, who has not played a snap yet, and essentially called him the face of the Texas program. Quinn years is on the roster. But you know what? He might, he, as much as I want to criticize that, it's probably true. No, not even necessarily criticizing, just pointing yeah. out, wow. Yeah. That's. Yeah, no, I'm not saying Bronny won't be fine. I mean, Bronny's yeah. got, he's, he's going to be, all's going to be well with Bronny James. He, but His life's all right. But you understand my point. 
Uh, I have not read it yet. ESPN has a big story on Lane up this morning. Alex Scarborough wrote it. Uh, it appears to be the longer offshoot of the story he wrote last week about the Auburn thing. Um, it's a much longer feature story on Lane. Is this the story on no, – no. I know of a national person that was working. Why Lane Kiffin chose to stay at Ole Miss and didn't take the Auburn job, but it is much longer. It is a pretty lengthy story. I, I, I don't really understand what we're doing right now. Because the story doesn't appear to necessarily be about that. I don't know why that's the headline. And I get it's clickbait maybe, but that doesn't appear to be what the story is actually about. The story appears to be Lane being fairly comfortable here if he is. Again, I haven't read the story, but that that headline isn't fitting a feature story. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't understand what they're doing. I'm not criticizing Alex at all. It's fine. He probably didn't pick the story. I mean, the headline. Again, I haven't read it. I don't know. Do we do this about any other coaches? No, I don't know. What I mean, doing. does anybody ever go to Iowa City? Why Kirk Ferentz is comfortable at Iowa? Do we? I mean, literally, do go SEC. No one ever does the Kirby Smart still comfortable in Athens. What does that? What does that mean? Why would he be uncomfortable? I guess is the better question. Am I missing something? Yeah, I mean he's he's put some roots down. He's he's a, an aloof guy that, t- but the whole Lane Kiffin jumps around thing is completely overdone. It is it is so it it is a narrative that is over. The, the Raiders fired him, right? He went to Tennessee. He left after one year, but he left for his dream job that he would have stayed at forever if things hadn't gone sideways. They fired him. He didn't leave. He took a job at Alabama. He stayed until he got a head coaching job. And he stayed at FAU until he got a Power 5 job. So I, I don't know where the narrative that Lane Kiffin just leaves and leaves and leaves really truly comes from. The The lead is about Kiffin's getting in better shape and mental health and stuff like that. So I'm avoiding that. But these four paragraphs I'm going to read are okay. kind of – interesting at least again it gets into auburn later but this is why the story is not really about auburn it is but it isn't it's the story is about what you're talking about it's this fascination that lane is still here that is the that is the fascination in the in the in the the nut of the story it says again they said something above this just it doesn't matter no they certainly would not but then again most coaches wouldn't still be here they would have left when presented with an opportunity to go from a program that has never competed for a national championship during the modern era to one that has competed regularly on the sport's biggest stage. Obviously, talking about Auburn, mm-hmm. Kiffin, who at forty-seven has always been part, have already been part of two dynasties and had several stops in between, signed a massive six-year contract extension to stay at Ole Miss. He bought the steam machine soon after turning Auburn down. Again, whatever it's talking about, something above. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to be here longer, so let's get this thing fixed. It may look strange and maybe even a little unbelievable from the outside, but Kiffin trusts that Oxford has everything that he needs, both personally and professionally. He believes he has the tools to build a program that can capitalize on the way college football has changed, the science of assembling a roster, becoming more reminiscent of the NFL. Maybe it would be easier to win elsewhere, maybe even at Auburn with its tradition and resources, but he's fine sweating it out at Ole Miss and doing things differently. That's like the 12th through 16th paragraphs so of he, the story. So he bought a sauna. Something about a steam machine or something. Yeah, again, I don't know. He's talking about yoga and something he puts in his coffee and weight loss and all kinds yeah. of stuff. I don't know. Some of the same stuff that we 
Like, there's a doctor that I follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think it's no, it's Twitter. I, whatever. Who swears by saunas? Okay. You should sauna four or five times a week. Yeah, he has it. He and you basically can install a an in home sauna that's I'm sure is basically oh a he steam bought machine. uh he bought the sauna or the this the, the yoga studio here locally a a sauna out of his own pocket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two a days, he says, as if he's he, if he too is a player in the middle of spring practice. The first class is at six fifteen a.m. It's one hundred five degrees and as humid as a sauna inside, thanks to a steam machine. Kiffin bought the studio out of his own pocket. Okay, so what's he putting his coffee? Does it say? He says that it had like lumps in it, and he said it's something that's supposed to help him lose weight. He said he's not sure if it has to do with increasing metabolism or reducing bloat or what, but he's uh-huh. dumping something into his coffee. See, he's a lot like us. I put element. I've got element in my coffee right I, here. I, I had element in my coffee this morning at yeah. 545. Which one did you use? The chocolate salt. I uh, I bought a chocolate bundle the other day. It's got uh, mint chocolate in it. I don't know if you like mint or not, but it is phenomenal. It okay. tastes like mint hot chocolate. It's really, really good. Is it with element? Yeah, element. Oh, yeah, they've that. got a chocolate caramel. Oh, really? And a mint hot chocolate. Oh. Yeah. Element should have. We're clearly, big say, we're clearly giving free ads. I will tell you guys, I, I sent them an email the other day and said, I would like a referral. I will sell your product. Can you holler at us? Oh, yeah. And gave them some of our numbers. I the said, orange right. salt is easily has become my favorite. Water, watermelon's my favorite. See, I just don't like watermelon yeah. much. Watermelon is by far my favorite. But no, I've turned on several people to. Yeah, I, I did. I, I cold emailed Element and said, "Just give me a referral code. We'll figure it out. We'll see if we hear back. I don't know. I was. I might have been a little bored at baseball over the weekend and decided we're just going <laughs> to start emailing some folks and." Seeing what happens. So that's what happened. No, it's good. It's great stuff. It's great. No, I'm great. Yeah. Good. It's good. Every morning. Because that doctor, the same doctor that I'm talking about, talks about the importance of salt. Yeah, yeah. Salt, salt, salt. Yeah. Which is the antithesis of what people were taught for a long time. Yeah. Element is nothing but it's it's salt, potassium, and, and magnesium. That's what it is for anybody. So, all right. Now that we've gotten free ads out of the way, uh, again, baseball tonight, Memphis, 630, Alcorn State, I don't know why it's they're playing the game tomorrow. full of SEC games today. Did you see this? Florida State's at Florida. Eastern Kentucky's at Tennessee. Southern Miss is at Alabama. Auburn's at Georgia Tech. Clemson's at Georgia. LSU's in Tulane. Mississippi State's at UAB. USC Upstate at South Carolina. UTSA at Texas A&M. North Alabama at Vanderbilt. Tricky, those, those Lions. <laughs> Little Rock is at Arkansas. Memphis is at Ole Miss. Missouri at Missouri State, and then um, Kentucky and Louisville's postponed. Postponed. Why? Oh, yeah. Probably the yeah. shooting. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, Little Rock at Arkansas and Alcorn State, the only uh, the games. And then Kentucky, LSU, and Missouri A&M are your Thursday series this week. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not a great slate this week. There's a couple interesting series, but it's not a phenomenal yeah, Auburn slate. at Alabama, Georgia at Florida. Uh, Ole Miss at State, Missouri at Texas A&M, South Carolina at Vanderbilt. That's a good one. Uh, Kentucky at LSU and Tennessee at Arkansas is a good one. It's very interesting. Tony Vitello coming back to Fayetteville for a job that was once once his and probably is not his anymore. No. Isn't that interesting? That used to be just a certainty. And it was a just absolute 
lock in stone that Tony Vitello would replace Dave Van Horn, and I don't think that's the case anymore. He doesn't fit that program. That's not what they are. And I get that when Van Horn leaves, you got to have an identity, it's but that's so, not. It's so interesting to watch those two programs play each other because they're the same program. The fan bases hate each other and stuff. The teams, they're, the programs are not much different. No, Vitello's aura no, is right. the, I, I, I'm yeah, talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Van Horn and Bianco are kind of similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of similar. Oh, you mean Ole Miss and Arkansas. Ole Miss and Arkansas. That's yeah, yeah. what I meant. When they play each other, they're kind of the same. I mean, you're kind of looking in the mirror a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Vitello someone doesn't said, fit that. Someone said they Ole Miss and Arkansas. Kyle Campbell was telling me this. I'll give credit where it's due. We were standing out in the rain on Saturday morning, and it's like Mike and Dave are separated by like one game when they play each other. Yeah. It's like it was, 40 to 39 or something like that. I mean, it's been mirror images. Yeah, and then Vitello comes in, and he's just this bombastic, and it doesn't doesn't fit there, no. or any more than it would fit here. It wouldn't fit here at all. It doesn't. It's not great for a long season in general. It's hard to maintain that, and it's what Tennessee saw last year. I mean, they've got oh, Tennessee's not going to win a national title unless they calm down a little bit. Look at them this year. I mean, they they, they can't hit. And they're freaking out. They're freaking out, and they they're weird on the field, and all they're giving up some runs, and they're they're. Pitchers are strutting around all the time and stuff, and it just doesn't work. Mm. I mean, it just it doesn't work. Now, Flo- I mean, I know they won on Sunday, but Florida got in their tail for a couple of days there. Like it was, yeah. And Tennessee was chirping at them and yeah. stuff, and Florida just played. Yeah, which is not what you'd expect. From- they say a Kevin O'Sullivan team being the the, the the maintaining emotion team on the field is is, yeah, is the interesting the part. Kevin of that. O'Sullivan team being the the mature kid in the room. <laughs> Should send a message, right? Yeah. Because you mean, know he told his guys, hey, just let it go. Just play. I mean, just when they – you compare, like, the only word that comes to mind, like, with programs like Ole Miss and Arkansas compared to Tennessee is, like, corporate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And baseball's a long season, and it kind of works better if you're a little more understated. Level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the postseason, you're going to get ramped up and stuff, but you can't play 60-something games that way. It just it doesn't work. No, There's a reason that nobody does. Skip Bertman didn't do that. Mm. His teams played with emotion in the postseason, but in April, they were just kind of like, hey, let's just go play the game. Mm-hmm. So. All right, podcast tomorrow. Um, hopefully, some stuff coming to you here uh, here shortly. Um, we're working on a couple of things. So. Yeah, we, we hope. We'll figure it out. Uh, again, Ole Miss starting Grayson Saunier tonight, Jordan Vera tomorrow. Um, again, Memphis, Alcorn State. So coverage, rebelgrove.com, Lane Kiffin today, 1130. Baseball the next two days, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.